0: Many people think of mathematics as one of the most logical, most impersonal branches of knowledge, yet it inspires more emotion than any other school subject.
1: Welcome back to MIP Decoded. This is another two-parter exploring a topic which relates to a subject that is very close to my heart, having been involved in maths, math, mathematics, education for the best part of 25 years. You'll be hearing from me from time to time, but most importantly, there will be conversations with students throughout, since they can articulate their thoughts, feelings and attitudes about their experiences with the subject in ways that really highlights some of the big issues. But don't despair, it won't be all doom and gloom. With the help of our beloved counsellor, as well as drawing from ideas generated by the students themselves, the aim is to provide tangible suggestions which could and hopefully will empower a number of students who could do with a helping hand to tackle maths-related worry or anxiety. So episode 10 is focused largely on understanding the issues faced, and then episode 11, we'll spend a little bit more time looking at coping strategies and other suggestions. So according to an article in Psychology Today, which is an Australian publication, Math anxiety is defined as worry or concern about doing maths, learning about maths, and being evaluated on one's maths ability. In an article by Dr Sarah Buckley at the Australian Council for Educational Research, she reported that the researchers estimate that 6-17% to of the population experiences maths anxiety. So I started by asking a few students why they feel that maths is a subject that seems to stand out. Hence, this issue being under the spotlight.
0: Like, feeling that your overall ability determines um, how good your math grades can be. Um, Yeah, also, like, maybe pressure from other students. Seeing them do much better than you. Even though they're not better than you, maybe they're just, like, putting more time into it.
2: If you make like one small mistake throughout the equation, the Mm. whole thing is going to be wrong, so that's just, it's, it's, um...
1: So you're always teetering on the brink kind of thing? Yeah.
3: But also, like, when I do a math or science test, there's a question and there's a specific answer. When it comes to humanities Mm. and, like, English, I'm more flexible because I'm writing like mm-hmm. an essay where I'm writing what I can interpret. So it's, for me, maths and um, sciences, like it's easier for me to forget and panic and get a question wrong, versus like humanities and English, where I'm, I feel like I can kind of like steer a little, like I can okay. figure it out.
1: So the measurement of maths anxiety began back in 1972 with Richardson and Swine, who developed a scale Uh, called the Mathematics Anxiety Rating Scale, or MARS, consisting of a total of 98 items. So since then there have been various iterations, including one which appeared in the British Journal of Arts and Social Sciences in 2011. I made use of this questionnaire by getting a sample of around 70 students across grades 6 to 9 to complete it, and this helped me in selecting some of the participants in this podcast. In addition to using that questionnaire, we also had a survey, which 430 MYP students completed. And this has provided some useful data which the maths teachers are using. And I'll be referring to some of the findings as we progress through the next two episodes. So in that Psychology Today article, which I mentioned, there is also reference to a meta-analysis of studies, which took place between 1992 and 2018, That was 223 studies in total. Overall, the strongest relationships were found between performance and the level of worry about maths, and also the level of emotionality about maths. So the final question in the Raha survey asked students to rate the amount of nervousness that they feel before an assessment. So option one was about the right amount in order to be able to concentrate and complete the test to the best of my ability. Option two... Sometimes a bit too high, and then I struggle to focus properly. Option three, sometimes a bit too high, but I managed to settle myself down and focus enough in order to work at my best level. Finally, option four was nearly always too high, and I think this negatively affects my performance. So the next discussion was with firstly a group of grade sixes and then grade nines, focusing on their response to this question.
4: Okay. Um, I agree
5: with Safa because sometimes I think about everything too much and then like, I look at the questions and I kind of just panic so I can't really solve them.
1: Okay, so you are part of 27% of grade 6s who said that. I think 12.6% said that they have very high
2: levels.
4: I think it was always too high I believe.
2: Okay. Anthony? Yeah. Me I'm personally between two and three sometimes I can manage to complete it, other times I can. Okay, right.
6: Always the last one, <laughs> always the
1: last one. Okay, interesting. So grade nine, um, and as mostly extended, as I said, overall was twenty-one point three percent are a combination of the the, the two struggle ones. <laughs> and thirteen percent were the always too high. So you're in a elite group of about thirteen percent if you put that. So now would be a good time to bring in the first part of the chat that I had with the counsellor, Melissa. Hi, Melissa, would you like to introduce yourself?
7: Hi, Vaughn. it's good to be here. Um, it's my seventh year at Raha. I've worked with grades six all the way through 12. Um, I currently work with the nine through twelves, and so, uh, and I'm also on the math floor, that's where my office is, and so, Lucky I, hear, you is. Yeah. <laughs> so I hear lots of math complaints and math concerns, and so I think. Uh, I'm happy to share what students have to say with me, with you guys. Absolutely, and you also
1: undertook some math anxiety workshop training recently, didn't you?
7: Yes, it was through ISCA, which is the International School Counsellors Association. Um, And so it was an international group talking about us as counsellors at schools noticing an upsurge in anxiety across the board, but very specifically math anxiety also coming in post-COVID. Um, So I think once we start talking, you'll see how a lot of this ties into our students' experiences over the last couple of years.
1: Okay, so you mentioned Mm post-COVID. So have you you definitely noticed something different? And when did that uh, sort of start materialising?
7: So when COVID first started and we started getting online, there was a bit of anxiety around that. And then kind of died down a little bit. And then when students came back into school, definitely an upsurge in the anxiety, just across the board, general anxiety, across all grades. Um, And then interestingly, a lot more subject-specific anxiety started to come up, Um, math specifically and math definitely being the one that was the most. Um, And I think having spoken with the students, what I picked up was that it was due to their gaps in learning. And that's not because of, say, teacher's fault, but just being online, students not committing to studying in the way that they would have if they were in school. and so. You don't have much of a foundation coming back into school because you've missed a bit and then your anxiety's spiking and you add the two together and it's a perfect storm.
1: The causes of maths anxiety are wide ranging, of course. Um, according to Dr. Sarah Buckley's article, um, some causes uh, could revolve around a fixed mindset or belief about mathematics performance and learning. So, for example, a student might say, I'm no good at maths, my parents are bad at maths and that's why I am too. Um, I'm just not a maths person. I'm sure we hear these things all the time. Uh, So students who believe that their mathematics potential is fixed are unlikely to think that effort or practice in maths is actually going to improve their maths learning, Um, as well as beliefs that are long-standing and formed through experiences with parents, teachers and peers. Another overarching cause of maths anxiety is certainly the fact that high value seems to be placed on mathematics and we'll be, certainly be exploring that further in some of the conversations. What about symptoms of math anxiety? Symptoms could be physiological, including increased heart rate, breathing rate, or cognitive, where students have invasive, negative thoughts or worries. And that is actually where the conversation is turning to next. I mean, some people get affected in terms of the expectations, like you guys have mentioned, but other people actually, get affected physiologically, they can actually start, like, having a a panic attack of some sort or going blank and forgetting formulas and things like that because you're working yourself up to that extent. Does that affect any of you? Yeah, that That
6: was actually me on one of the last Criterion A's and it's, like, what led me to being, like, even more anxious. Like, now my anxiety is
2: worse than it was at the start of the year. I don't know. It's not, like, major, but, like, usually headaches, and then sometimes, like, in a test or, like, going in it, I might, like, feel lightheaded or something, and it's just, like, all of a sudden, kind of, like, everything's just mixed up, and when you're, like, in the test, then I would just kind of be sitting there clueless of what's happening, and then you're, like, everyone around you is, like, flipping through pages while you're still on the first page, and it's, that's, like, stressful. (laughs)
1: So the conversation with students invariably turned to assessments and grades, and also a discussion about the different assessment criteria in the
2: MYP. I don't want to remind myself that there's going to be an upcoming assessment, because that doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel worried. And also after assessment, when I'm waiting for my grades, for example, if I feel I, was, I didn't do very good on the test, I'd be very worried for, for the classes after the test, Cause I'd always be thinking, oh, what if, what if I get a bad grade? Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to see my grade. What if it's bad?
1: So you're ruminating on the thoughts, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're not the only one. I guarantee that.
3: Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I get scared. I think that a lot. You know, I I, I really do depend on like my grades, and um, I think that entering a math assessment, I'm not. Even though I've studied beforehand, I have a tendency to overthink, and that's what I, that's like. What I'm mostly scared of. That's why I, why I'm scared.
8: Um, okay. Just overthinking.
1: Yeah. Chloe.
3: Um,
8: for me, I like I'm am usually afraid during like any test because it's like there's a lot of pressure. It's like so not just, just maths then. Yeah, just in general, okay. but also maths. Okay. Um, because I depend on my grades too, like, and if I don't get a good grade, then I'm not satisfied with myself, and it'll just put me in a bad mood, and it's also just like a really stressful environment to be put in, and like, it kind of offsets the entire day. It's intimidating. It's intimidating. Yeah. And then, yeah. It's
1: so if you have a test like coming up later in the day, do you sort of ruminate during the day and think about it? Yeah. <laughs> And, like, if you compare yourself to your peers, do you think you are the same as them or, or more than most of them?
8: I think most people are just really stressed yeah, out. Yeah, I think we do it
3: together. Like, <laughs> <I> mean, <yeah. laughs> when we have a map group of stress heads. Yeah, okay. after lunch mm-hmm. or something, me and my friends will be practicing questions with each other, and we're all kind of freaking out. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, it is it's kind of scary if you, like, other students have maybe a different way to do something. Um, that's also kind of terrifying, yeah. What do you mean? Um, for instance, like, d- different techniques to in math, like, there are different ways to do it, or to oh, so, solve uh, so Okay,
1: so you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. why are you doing it like that? Exactly, and oh, okay. you start
3: comparing, and then that also kind of sinks mm-hmm.
1: Anything else, uh,
2: I think also, it's just, like, for math assessments, sometimes you'll be so confident, or whatever, then you go into the test, and then you get out of it, when you find your grade, Slower than you expected, so next time you go into a test, you're just like more nervous because, like, you're not underestimating yourself because of last time's grade and how it worked out. Because like even though you studied the materials at home or whatever, and you got it like all good and all right when it comes to the test, it like you're so nervous that it's just kind of the only thing that takes your mind and all of your knowledge of what you just studied doesn't get like used properly
1: your brain's not being productive it's it's thinking too much about what could go wrong
2: yeah like sometimes your brain just like it thinks too much about what could go wrong instead of what could go right because Mm -hmm. of the results of the last test so it's just like kind of harder to focus when you're Mm -hmm. actually not in the test
1: Um, so if we categorize the different types of assessments the A, obviously, being your, your normal normal tests and things. Um, and then the B is about investigating patterns and, you know, what C and D are. Um, I'll tell you how you compare with uh, the Grade 9s and Grade 8s in general, but what do you think, um, what stresses you out the most? A, because you got to know, you got to understand it all. B is just investigating, like you, everything that you need is on the paper. You just have to look at it. Okay, that's not always something that people agree on, though. Would you agree that B is just something on the paper?
0: Uh, just, I just kind of think of it as a math test. So I'm not really... If, as long as it's a math test, I feel that it's like... Each one has the
8: same effect of like, stress or like, the okay. same amount of studying that i feel like i have to do um i like with the iv since we have like investigations sometimes in math it's like even more stressful than like a usual criteria a because you've like no clue what it'll be and that just makes it like 10 times more stressful and like also in the investigation if you get like the table wrong or one thing wrong all of your other answers will be wrong so
1: Okay, so I'm glad you brought up the different types of assessments, Chloe, because that was where we were going to next. Um, so, in terms of the hundred, and, sorry, the 430 students that completed the survey, I think we had uh, about 100 grade nines. I can't remember. And um, what do you guys think grade nine suggested would have been the, the hardest? I think
8: A? I think A, A is yeah. the worst. I
3: think A and is 100%. the most. Stressful. is the most stressful because you have a lot to prepare because you can't
8: like you're doing it in the classroom you're not doing it at home you're not doing it like well the B
1: as well <laughs> But
5: yeah.
3: I think like in terms of grading like when I'm in a criterion B test I struggle more than a criterion A because I don't know what's but you don't
1: worry as much maybe or <laughs> uh,
3: yeah I mean for me I kind of look at a criterion A as um. A big, big test, and mm-hmm. then I look at a criterion B as a test, but it's not as big as the A. You know? Okay. I, I find like cumulative, like I find those really intimidating. But when I'm in a test, because I've practiced beforehand, I
6: I I can answer like the mm-hmm. questions. Okay. Criterion A, A, and then probably B second.
1: Okay, so I'll show you guys the graph. Um, So if you compare grade 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 Look at grade 9 All the graphs are like similar Mm. So there's a lot of stress in all of them Apparently
4: It's very hard to To structure your brain in that section Where, okay, I'm looking at this equation right now And it's really hard to organize the steps that you have to follow To be able to solve a seven eight question because it's more than just one skill it's
6: many skills
1: Uh, absolutely you have to be able to synthesize a lot of thoughts at once
2: yep
6: um the thing is i think criterion a's are regarded as like the most scary because every single time before c and a d or b especially b um students are more comfortable with like unknown or knowing oh i don't have any work to do so i can just go into that test get it over with and leave because those are the type of tests that we're told not to study for or work on at home, which is much more comfortable, obviously. So a criterion A is like it's sort of like what feels the most serious.
2: And especially in Extended, it's much more stressful because you are sort of striving to get into Extended next year. And you have that stress that, oh, I need to try as hard as I can so I can stay in Extended, so I do I don't have to try and get the best grades.
4: Even though if you don't need it, some people think ahead. If I get good grades and extend it, it will look really good for my college and university applications, even though if the student does not need it. So how is that going to like work when it's there's always stress, pressure, anxiety, and we're always thinking that we're going to mess up somehow? And the thing is, no one's perfect. Everyone will have a time where they will have to mess up, but it would then be really hard for them, at least mentally, to recover from a certain bad grade that they got. For me, C and D is my highest, and B is the one I stress about the most.
1: Okay, why?
4: For C and D, I feel like I can like understand it better when we're trying to like figure out something but for B, it's like
1: completely new. And you
5: have this sometimes when you spot the pattern, it's kind of like hard to put two and two together for me. Okay. Um, I think C and D is the easiest for me, but A is the
1: hardest. So coming back to the post COVID conversation with Melissa, I asked her to distinguish between experiences that she's had um, dealing with students on on the whole spectrum of maths attainment.
7: Yeah, because I think for each of those students, there's a different kind of concern, right? So for the ones who have been struggling, it's only gotten worse. Uh, And now there's an increased fear coming back into school and, you know, kind of really noticing that I don't know what I'm doing. Um, And then for those who have always consistently had high grades, now suddenly realising that, you know, they have been slacking off, or kind of getting back on the ball, so to speak, was a bit harder for them. Uh, And also just the pressure of, I need to maintain these great grades that I've had in the past. Yeah, Um, the
1: students' chats that I've been having, Grades comes up all the time, mm-hmm. fixating on grades, mm-hmm. which, of course, we're always trying to avoid, but good luck with that. Mm-hmm. And secondly, the value placed. Could you talk to, mm-hmm. to the idea of the value placed on maths and, and, and where that sort of pressure would come from? Sure.
7: Um, I think it's multi. It's coming from different places. Um, I think the first piece is, I would say parents, sorry parents, um, <laughs> um, because invariably they end up talking about well, what's your future going to look like and parents place higher value on careers associated with medicine and engineering. So those are the math heavy courses. Yes. Um, and so from a very young age, I would say grade six, what I've noticed would be, I need to do well in math because that's what's going to get me to university. And trust me, these conversations are happening in grade six, wow. Okay. The, week two. Of math class, and it's like I need to do well in this because I need to get into DP. Um, So they're coming in with all of this pressure and expectation already. Uh, Sometimes they hear it from older siblings who might have struggled with math, and that feeds into their anxiety as well. Dr.
1: Sarah Buckley suggests a way to reframe mathematics anxiety is to acknowledge its positive and constructive qualities. So one way is to appreciate that moderate levels of anxiety are associated with optimal levels of performance. So if teachers emphasise this to students and parents emphasise it, that moderate anxiety actually leads to performance improvement, uh, research has shown that students do better on mathematics tasks. The second aspect, which we will delve into a little deeper because I had a, a lengthy conversation with students about this, is building on what Melissa already alluded to about the value of mathematics. So someone who does not value mathematics feels apathy and not anxiety. So trying to turn it into a positive
4: is like, really useful for the future when
5: you want to get into, like, a very good college or a good job. Okay. Yeah, I agree with Safa. I, I worry about it because I know that it's the most useful skill, so I try... So I worry about it a lot more than I do my other subjects, I say. Okay. Because I think it's the most useful skill you could have. Why do you, you say that? Job. Because a lot, like, almost all jobs... Like you have to do something math related, like would it be working at a cash register or working as an accountant or something. They all involve math and stuff. And it would also be better to know a lot of math skills too,
2: so you could get into a better college like Safa said. Everyone just, it's just kind of one of like the main subjects in any school and any curriculum. It's one of the main subjects and it's always like math and science are always at the top and then anything else is below that. So I think math is just showed as like the most important subject or one of the most.
8: Like I think it, I think it's valuable because like getting into certain like university programs, math is useful and like and even in real life, like with a lot of jobs you need there or just like on daily like sometimes they'll need it like at the
2: grocery store like and stuff like that so I, I think it's important. but I think it just kind of depends on the person and what they like because if they're more of like an English person or they're not really like keen on doing like engineering or something like that in university, but they still have it as their number one subject, then that's probably. That then, like, society standards or like expectations probably has an impact on that, making it the most important, even though in that person's life it may not be, but they might feel like they have to have it as the most important. So I think I look at it
3: as in what I'm good at in school and how I'm gonna use that to determine, like, what I wanna do in the future. For me, I don't think math is a topic that or a subject that i want to pursue in the future
1: yeah and that's you and most others (laughs) but as chloe said maths does come up pretty much any everywhere
6: so i feel like if i'm messing up on these tests and i know that it's something that i'm going to be using a lot for the rest of my life and i already have this worry it's really ironic because it makes me worry more (laughs)
7: because i'm
6: like if i'm going to use this every day and i don't know how to do this properly i'm not going to go in the right place that i want to And it's also sort of like that regard where like, um, especially in the IB, the higher level math courses and all these like math courses that they offer are like highly sought after, especially from universities that I've like heard of. So it's like, I wanna get into those classes so I can do well, have a good future, because it's always that first step that gets you going in the right direction.
0: To me, I feel like personally, math doesn't feel important to me, but I feel like it is important generally. So, if I get a bad grade in math, I th- it doesn't affect me that much, but I know it will probably affect my future like, quite a little bit.
1: Okay, and do you know much about the DP Maths courses yet?
0: Mm, I hear a lot about it, but I can't say I do. Okay,
1: so the fact that you can use a calculator in both Paper 1 and Paper 2 in the new Maths courses, does that make you feel more comfortable? Do you prefer yeah. that you can use a calculator?
0: Yeah. Although I might not use it a lot, but just having it there does help me a lot. a
1: safety blanket kind of thing. Okay, Okay, so we'll wrap up episode 10 at this point. Episode 11 will include a lot more of the conversation with Melissa. We've only really scratched the surface of the conversation that was had. Also, there will be a focus on skills that students can practice. Uh, We will look at the well-being program uh, here at Raha. And there might even be some advice for parents. So please look out for the next episode, which will follow very shortly.